This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am in the fancy feral audio studios with two awesome writers, two great people. We just spent a lot of time talking about true crime before we got started on our comedy (laughs) podcast. So we're ready to go. Wendy and Lizzie Molyneux. Yeah. Did I do it right? Did I say your name right? Yeah, Molyneux. Molyneux. Damn it. It was very close. So close. I said it with commitment, though, right? You did. There was a little bit of doubt, though. Probably like the more French way to say it, but we don't have any like recent. Frenchiness okay. in our lives, so we just say Molyneux. Okay, I have mispronounced a French-ish word twice this week on podcasts, wow. trying to sound fancy. So I've learned a lesson today. What was the other? Was word? the other one French it... fries? French, <laughs> French dressing? Freedom fries? You mean? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it was Duranlulo, and I think what? it was a similar spelling oh. to yours, right? Oh. I just assumed that I should go at the end, but no, I was yeah. very, very. No, wrong. you're right. It's just, it's yeah. It's, that's the right way to say it. We just don't do that because then we would sound terrible all the time pretending to be French. Yeah, right. <laughs> like me. No, no, no. Like that we were like – That it was our own carrying name. it over. Oh, yes. Yes. It's like if we walked around eating like a big baguette <laughs> with like a little Eiffel Tower necklace yeah. all the time just like being really – yeah, a little stripy yeah. shirts. We just stripy shirts, yeah. riding on bikes everywhere. Well, we okay. do do smoking. that. To be fair, we do ride our bike to work together, smoking. Every oh, that's day. true. Yeah, a it's tandem a bike. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After our mom makes us breakfast, we get out. Of she our... makes us crepes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, that's Here fine. It's a beautiful uh, image. A great visual. <laughs> so, can you uh, tell people a little bit about uh, what you do? Um, we are both writers on the television program Bob's Burgers. Excellent. Um, so yeah, that's our. We've been doing that for all like seven and a half years now. So yeah, we've been on since the beginning. Cool. Of the show and our, the whole staff has all the writers have stayed along. So yeah. There's been no nobody has left. Nobody new has come in. One writer time. left to go do hour long. Okay. Um, and then. But yeah, really. Other than that, it's been the same team same stuff. Okay, yeah. and you guys work together as a team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. So do you literally spend every day together, pretty yeah. much? Yeah. <laughs> yep. We have one office. We share an office. Although, of course, at like a you know, at a TV show, you're bopping around between everybody's office and the writers' room and all okay. of that stuff. It's not like where you're like, oh, now we're in this office together for eight hours or anything. We used to be able to bring our dogs in, so then it was like the two of us, all of our trash and our dogs. <laughs> yeah, like we I, would bring in all of our trash from home. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like though if people saw our office, they would be like, and if you asked a profile of who worked in there, they'd be like two 15-year-old boys. Yeah. Why did you bring your us. trash? I Well, we didn't really, but our office is just full of trash. Okay. We just <laughs> never like organized it or like put we're trying to do it now. We started and, and then we stopped. Worse. Yeah. It's worse. Like yeah. when we tried to start getting organized, now when I walk in there, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like it's just filled with just. We stuff. just need a whole day. We, we need, need a decoration those, day. If anyone is listening from an HGTV podcast where they yeah. do your office. Can we get the Property Brothers? That would be like so fun. The Property Brothers to do and our the like, Mono Sisters. Foot. Yeah. And then we need like. The paint moms or something. We'll need yeah. a third thing, but we'll figure that out later. What, yeah, yeah. What that happened, piece can fall into place later. What happened to the doggies? Why can't they come anymore? Well, that... it's very... Speaking of true fucking crime, <laughs> let's get into this shit. Okay, yeah. so apparently the landlord said there can't be dogs anymore because there were some rats in the building, but hold the phone because mm. I don't think... 
dogs attract rats. I've literally, I've seen every cartoon in the world. I think no, that's they do. That's why they used to have them on ships because they wanted rats to come on the ships. I'm right, kidding. Right. It's exactly the opposite. It's the opposite. Like if you said, it's like yeah, it's like being like, oh, now that there are cats, there are mice. It's like yeah. no reverse. Put yeah. the mice in, then the cats show up. I think they said like the. Yeah, the rats were maybe eating the dog food, but, but there's okay. also meanwhile, like meanwhile, all of our food is left out all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say they constantly. come in and see dogs and trash and have rats, and they say get rid of the dogs. That's yeah. right. When I was leaving today, I looked in the writers' room and there was like an open bag of Trader Joe's type Doritos, <laughs> and also leftover like whatever freaking chimichurri sauce or something sitting open on a table, and I'm like, uh, there's your problem. Yeah, we're very very gross people. Just <laughs> leave trash. But out. I'm just saying it wasn't our dogs. That's true. true. Our dogs, although these did, angels, they did occasionally poop inside, so I'm not really mad. It was. Was fair to ban them. It was fair. I'm really like I'm. I'm burying the lead, which is that they yeah. occasionally pooped in the building. So yeah, it's it's fine that they ban them. Well, I think now that I have a clear picture of your workplace, yeah, I think we can go into your obsession, which is about kind of a different sort of workplace. Yes, you yeah, guys opposite. Wanted to talk about the movie The Devil Wears Prada. Yes. And now, did you guys have to confer for a long time to pick this obsession, or did you just look each other in the eyes and Mm-mm. say the Devil Wears Prada no. together? No, Wendy said, "Should we do Devil Wears Prada?" And I said, "Yes." And then that was like the <laughs> end. There was no other discussion about any other topics. Right, because I feel like just because we're sisters doesn't mean we have like everything in common. Yeah. But one thing we definitely have in common is a a deep knowledge of and history of watching the movie The Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Okay, so for people who have never seen or heard of this movie, like if aliens came to Earth and were like, what is The Devil Wears Prada? How would you guys describe it? First of all, they are in for a treat. (laughs) Yeah. So good decision, aliens. Yep. Um, It is a movie starring Anne Hathaway. Um, um and the Meryl Streep and Meryl Streep. I was getting there. I know, but I'm just saying, like foregrounding. Right. Well, it's yeah. Okay. Um, it's already getting very spicy on this. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna get into a huge fight. This could be the end. This could be fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, about uh, Anne Hathaway goes to work for Meryl Streep, who plays Miranda Priestly, and she is the editor in chief of. Well, runway. it's not Vogue magazine, but it's it's runway. supposed to be. Um, and she doesn't, and Hathaway doesn't want to, you know, be an assistant at a fashion magazine. She's a journalist. Okay. But then she sort of falls into the world of high fashion, and um, she learns a lot of lessons along the way. <laughs> about and, herself. Yes, and about love and life yeah. and dieting. Dating and bangs and, and bangs. It's just it's just a fucking treat, beginning to end. It it's the, it really rides the line between a good movie because it's just wall to wall fucking Oscar winners. Yeah, and then just cheese. So there's like a great blend of like Meryl Streep in I and I'm a huge Streep hound, okay. <laughs> and it is one of her best performances. I will say, it, I think, yeah, and and also a great comedic performance. And then you have like there's also a lot of yeah other great of, actors and actresses Stanley in Tucci's it. In Stanley it. Tucci, there was like Emily, Emily Blunt's, Blunt's breakout. Yes, yeah, it's it's just it's a light comedy. <laughs> But then yeah, also there's has also some like very bad parts to it. Yes, and some other yeah, her the boyfriend and friends in it are not really well developed and um, right. It's like they intensely focused on Meryl Streep, or maybe Meryl Streep's parts aren't even good, but it's Meryl Streep. You don't you don't know. It's a mystery. It's a riddle. Were were her and Stanley Tucci's parts 
way better written or did they get a hold of them and they're like, look out. Well, We're I'm, Oscar winners. We're, yeah. We can do this shit. According to Wikipedia, it's the second thing you said. Really? That Meryl Streep is like, uh, sure, I'll do it, but you're going to change this and you're going to change this. And it sounds like she Miranda Priestley'd the script. Wow. It's like, bring it to me. Her. I'm going to make some I mean, notes. She saved that movie and she made it. I mean, it's just one of the best. Yeah. 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 So I want to talk about the first time you discovered it. Did you guys go see we it together? We saw it together. Oh. And do you remember the thing uh, that happened before the movie started? Wait. To date this movie correctly. We saw somebody. Yes, it was the year 2006. And the lights go down and somebody rushes in. And that's when you know, we were at the Arclight Hollywood. So you know it's somebody who doesn't want to like, oh, I don't, I don't want a big fuss made over me. The person was Nicole Richie. <gasps> so You're it was right. The but there be- were two people there that yes. night because also Alexis Bledel was there, I want to say. Yes. Really? So it was, who is in The Handmaid's Tale. I could talk about Handmaid's Tale on this show, oh, too, right now. I haven't watched it yet. But, yes, yeah, she was there, but she was just very cool and casual. Of course. And Nicole Richie was making a fuss. And I don't know if she was with, like, Lindsay Lohan or Entourage or anything. I just know that Nicole Richie rushed in. So that added, like, a whole frisson of excitement. Is that how you say that word? Sure. I Don't trust I don't me. Know. I yeah, said no, your name I know. Wrong, you would so. say frisson. Frisson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it just, it really set the stage. Yeah. So Was this we, a premiere or was it no, just a random oh God, showing? God, no. No, no. no just like a <laughs> no, Friday night we, show. Yeah, I don't, I was, we didn't have any cool connections then. No, Not no, that no. we do now anyway, but like, yeah. we didn't, I don't think. I wasn't in the WGA or anything. It couldn't have even been like that kind of screening. So, yeah, it was just a regular. Yeah, no, neither of us was um, probably in the industry very much at no. that point. It was just pure excitement to okay. see Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Yeah. And then it was made more exciting. Do you felt like you were part of this fancy world because Nicole Richie was there? No, no. I thought, I mean, no. I mean, it just it's just part of the cheesy fun. Okay. That, that, I that she was back. that exciting. At of that a time. person, to that's see. how you can date when the movie was yeah. too. Like that, 2006 was it was the end of the Bush years, you know. Mm-hmm. It was pre-market collapse, <laughs> so you could just sit back and enjoy a movie about fucking rich people, right? Without thinking as much about what that meant for everybody else, right? You didn't have in your head that that's the one percent, exactly. It's just yeah. those are some. I mean, people. it was, yeah. but at the time we weren't all saying it. No. Yeah. So, so then the movie starts. You're there with Alexis Bledel, Bledel and uh, uh, Nicole, Nicole Richie. Richie. Mm-hmm. And what is your initial reaction when you see the movie? Um, that's an interesting question because I think yeah. I was medium. I okay. think I was like, I love Meryl Streep in that. And, and uh, Stanley Tucci. And I enjoyed seeing the movie. But it wasn't like I walked out of it like, you know what I'm going to see a hundred more times? <laughs> that fucking movie I just saw. I would not say that's how I walked away from it. I, f- I remember enjoying, like, a lot of it. Like, I remember enjoying the opening, you know, Suddenly I See was mm-hmm. the song. I don't know who sings it, but it's the, you know. It's a girl power it's anthem. It's a girl power anthem. You get see all the ladies getting ready. I think for me, too, I was, like, especially into it because it was, like, right pretty soon after I graduated college and I was like an assistant at the time so I was like this is kind of about my life like Mm -hmm. this is definitely what I do every day is get dressed in fancy clothes and work in New York City but it wasn't at all what I did (laughs) I worked at NBC and wore jeans but I in my mind like it was very exciting and like it was something I was going to to a song and that yeah I was like this is like how the next couple years of my life are gonna be I'm gonna get a job somewhere and then become like very glamorous and then this is yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I felt that connection to it. <laughs> totally, totally rational. So then when was the time that you got hooked? What, did you decide to rent it at some point? Um, I think probably when it, you know, when it was in heavy rotation on television. Okay. And I would DVR is when I discovered for me, and Lizzie, you may have your own feelings about it. For me, it's the perfect, like, if I feel down or sad in any way, Devil Wears Prada it makes me feel better. Okay. And I don't know why. It's like a visual Prozac of some kind. <laughs> And then also, like, I do not watch that many movies more than once, but for some reason, I like to watch that movie over and over and over again. And it's as if every time it's just a fucking delightful surprise to me, (laughs) everything that happens and all of the little beats along the way. And I look forward to it. And I have it have it on both of my DVRs at home, I think, right now, or maybe just on the back Oh, one. just ready to go in case you need visual Prozac. Yes, and I think it's even the one that has commercials in it, like it was showing on E or something okay. like that, but I don't mind. I'm willing to take that ride. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it is for me. It's like a – it's a real cheer em up Okay. It's like a yeah. comfort movie. It's a bit of a com- – mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was just recently on a flight, and they had it, and I was like, yep, this is – I absolutely – I don't want to watch anything new – like, I don't really enjoy flying, so I was like, I don't want to have to, like, follow some sort of plot in case, like, something happens and I need to take these headphones off really quickly. Um, but, yeah, it just relaxes me. Um, I feel It has, like, all the pieces of a lot of movies, I think, that I liked growing up. Like, it has sort of, like, the makeover part. And right. It has, mm-hmm. like, a vague love story, but it's really more about, like, the friendship between her and, like, Emily, who's Emily Blunt. I don't know. I think it just like it's it could be really, really bad, but it's really well done. So I think it's like almost like a guilty pleasure, but it's not that guilty because it's really good and Meryl Streep's in it. Interesting. So does it feel almost like a mystery? Like when you watch it, you're trying to figure out like this should be terrible, but it is so good. And I mean, it was critically acclaimed and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you uh, which parts do you think are bad or cheesy? The friends. The friends and the boyfriend. The friends and the boyfriend. Grenier. Yeah. I'm not saying his name right either. <laughs> Grenier. No name will be said correctly. <laughs> yeah, on the this friends, podcast. it's as if they, it is like they spent all their energy on Anne Hathaway, Meryl Streep, Stanley Tucci, Emily Blunt. And then the friend scenes are there to sort of move the plot along. You need them, but they did not spend time on the dialogue in mm-hmm. any way. Uh, one of the friends is played by Rich Summer from Mad Men, who I love. I think he's a wonderful actor, but his character is so odd. Like, it, it was like they were like, Can we, should we write a character? Should we kind of like lightly suggest he's interested in feminine things? But like, we're sort of past the point in history where then that's like something to make fun of. Yeah. So he is kind of, but you never find out why or what's going on. You don't know what he, I don't think you know what he does. At one point he goes, "What? I love my job." And then he goes, "Oh no, wait, my job sucks." But they don't yes, ever they say what his job you. is. It's wearing a suit? Maybe. So, right. Yeah. So they don't fill in any of the blanks. And then also the other thing is this plot point that makes no sense. I feel like we could talk about this the way people talk about like, you know, in Hamlet, they always say there's like a missing piece of the plot. You don't quite understand yeah. his anger with his mother before he knows the truth or what there's like all these like quite, you could do the same thing with Devil Wears Prada about Andy <laughs> and her friends like 
why don't they want her to succeed? Like, yeah, she there's... just gets a job and has to work late. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> like, it's, yes. it makes literally there's, no there's sense. There's actually, like, a bunch of articles about it on the oh, internet really? oh, yeah. that I've, like, sent to Wendy. And then we have another coworker who also really loves Devil Wears yeah. Prada. So I will always, like, send her a screenshot when I'm watching it or send her, like, the articles. Um, but, yeah, the, it just makes – they're all supposed to be these young – people with shitty jobs and her boyfriend especially he's supposed to be like a chef or like a sous chef or something but up and coming in the new york food scene right which means like he would definitely be working till like 6 a.m because i know people that work at restaurants now that like even shut down at reasonable hours in los angeles and they still have to be there till like 2 a.m because you have to like clean everything up yeah anyway but they get all get really mad at her all the time and he gets really mad that she like is late for his birthday, which is like during the week, which always makes me upset too, because it's like you just do like a party on Saturday, <laughs> like it sucks, but like you can't be like that, you can't be that mad. Yeah, she has to keep her job. And isn't there a scene where she gives them all presents and then they're immediately assholes right afterward? Yeah, yeah, they tried to take her phone away. Yeah, yeah. she gives them um, a Bang and Olufsen phone, mm-hmm. the new um, Mark the Jacobs. New Mark Jacobs bag. Yeah, and um, oh, is that the new Mark Jacobs? Give oh, me, give and me, give a, me, give me a little <laughs> Clinique. It's like a little Clinique sample bag. Yep. Um, yeah, and then they steal her phone and they won't let her answer it, even though it's her boss. Oh, and, and her phone is like a sidekick. I it think? is a sidekick, side yeah. which I had in college, which and, is great. It's which before, is amazing. It's right, again, two thousand six, right before iPhones. So yeah. she has this phone that makes you laugh when she takes it out and like. Opens and it, it. it you have to f- you flip the screen around and then you'd have like a full keyboard and it really looks like a like a little video game. Yeah, like a okay. Nintendo. Yeah, which is a Nintendo. But I I had one and I was like it was very exciting for me to have that phone. Yeah, did it make you feel like you were in her world? Well, I had it before the movie, so like when I saw it, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, again, see, like this I was like, this is this is really a movie about me and yeah. my journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, I, the friends are... The other cheesy part is um, Simon Baker, who plays, oh, you know, yeah. she's tempted. So to, to spin the yarn a little bit, if people don't know it, Andy, Andrea, is played by Anne Hathaway. I like also that Anne plays Andrea and Emily Blunt plays Emily. Emily. It's like they were Tony Danza-ing them. Like, we're not sure they're going to know their names. Let's go ahead and give them their names. Um, but so Andrea, when she starts, before she applies at Runway Magazine, and really she's applying at Elias Clark, which is Condé Nast, basically. So before she goes, now I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Uh, the Simon Baker, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Simon Baker. So she is involved with Nate, this chef, who's played by Adrian Grenier of Entourage fame. Um, they're college sweethearts. They're college sweethearts. And um, she gets tempted, as in all great sort of romantic comedies or whatever, she gets tempted by a very slick um, guy who writes for what is equivalent of like Rolling Stone, Slate, New like York Magazine, Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair type guy. Okay. And he's at all the events and he calls her Miranda girl because she works for Miranda Priestley. And it's yeah. so corny. And he he's so clearly like sort of the villain of the piece, but she like sort of falls for it. And he's handsome enough and he's also the mentalist and who wouldn't want to be but the mentalist. <laughs> but yeah, his part is pretty is pretty cheesy too. Like okay. he's not quite fully drawn. So yeah, that's another like cheesy part of the movie. Yeah, they've got some good scenes, and I love especially when I don't want to. I feel like I'm giving it away if people haven't seen it, but something happens between them in Paris, <laughs> and then what the could next. It be? I, well, you can try to figure it out. You can just watch the movie, but the next morning, he says 
some he calls her baby and then she says I'm not your baby which is like my favorite part too because it's like they wanted to have like a moment of like no one puts baby in the corner or like they wanted like the one line to yeah. be like now she's tough but it's like I don't know it's, it's like one of the worst parts because it makes no sense I just yeah. love right. that part but that said like the plot is and you know occasionally having to tackle problems of Working on TV scripts, working on feature scripts, the, the, it's it's well put together. Though, yeah. Still, like yes. every beat that happens in the movie, pretty much makes sense and is in the right place. There's nothing about Devil Wears Prada that's like a disaster. Yeah, it's just that the part of the fun of loving Devil Wears Prada is, like Lizzie said, recognizing that it's a very good movie, but then being able to recite the very bad parts. We got into a thing with I think he's like a Jezebel writer named Bobby Finger. One time, do you remember this on Twitter? Yeah, we were all tweeting the food lines at each other. Okay. Like, so it's just, it's like, I don't know why there's so many, like, lines from it that you never, like, I guess I've seen a hundred times. Okay. But that are very memorable. So you, yeah, so you get to have your cake and eat it, too. It is Mm -hmm. mostly a really well-made movie with some phenomenal performances and some great actors, and there's some just absolute crap in there, too, in terms of the friends and the boyfriend. Yes. Yes. Jeez. (laughs) But you don't, ultimately, I think what makes it work is you don't really care if she's with None of the men that are sort of in her life in the story, like, you don't care. None of them are that great. It's really about her and Meryl Streep and then her and, like... Um, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt and also Stanley Tucci because she's sort of... I think their relationship is actually, like, one of my favorites in it because he's, like, this really sophisticated guy. He shows her why the magazine is important and why it's more than just fashion. I feel like they really got that right in yeah. the movie, which is true. Like that it, I mean, fashion is kind of silly, but it also is like a huge industry and they do do a lot of, you know, it is an art form. So I feel like he gets all the important lines in it and you, he kind of mentors her. So I feel like those relationships are what you care about. And then it's like, well, I don't really care who her boyfriend is or like if she yeah. sleeps with Simon Baker. So well, maybe it becomes like a meta commentary where like eh, boys aren't always the most important thing. Yeah. I was thinking that when you were saying that it makes me realize that like maybe part of what can make a movie sexist is not like the message of the movie because probably you could take little parts of that movie and break them apart and go like, well, that's very sexist or predictable. But that the women in the movie are the ones who are allowed to be funny, the actual actresses. Yeah. yeah. So the movie itself is not in any way sexist because the people who get to do the funny stuff and be the main characters and pass the Bechdel test with flying <laughs> colors are the women of the movie. I mean, you have right. three like amazing actresses. So maybe that is also part of why it provides comfort when I watch it I don't get uncomfortable about like sort of the gender roles also of the movie industry itself when you watch it you're like oh they put it together with three really good people and they made it happen in a way they treat like Adrian Grenier and Simon Baker as like the what they would normally treat like a female role in like a you know, and then, like, entourage or something. It's like, do you want, like, the pretty hot girl that you're already dating? Or do you want, like, the other <laughs> super hot girl who's also, like, seems kind of gross? Yeah. But then she doesn't have to really choose either. I think that is, in a way, it makes me like it more than I, now that I realize they just be yeah. like, we'll just put some, like, beautiful the dumb background. men yeah. in the background. <laughs> and she'll kind of be tempted by them. But in the end... We don't really – she doesn't end up with either one. Nice. Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So since you know the movie and the characters so well, if you could have a drink with one character from the movie, just sit down at a bar and have a drink with a character from the movie, which character would you want to meet in real life? I think I, I would pick if only Nigel. I want to meet Stanley Tucci because I, <laughs> I just want someone that's like 
older and smart and nice who's going to be my mentor to like sit down with me and just tell me like how to fix my life and what I'm not quite doing right and like critique what I'm wearing that's what I want okay yeah I mean he is really like uh, the living embodiment of constructive criticism because he's like firm (laughs) and harsh but then he's like here just let me help you out exactly let me point out emotional things I'm like would be too afraid to meet Miranda because I would just be like I'm not that confident and then Emily, I feel like would just make me feel bad. So yeah, I would go for Nigel. <laughs> I think I'd pick Adrian Grenier <laughs> because he's so dumb in the movie. Like I'd love to be like Nate. What's going on in there? He would maybe make you a grilled cheese. Also, yeah, it's like all he can talk about. Like two of the big. Um, he's obsessed with food and how much he it costs. Loves Jarlsberg. He loves Jarlsberg. He says, "Oh, that's seven dollars worth of Jarlsberg. No, eight dollars <laughs> when she won't eat a sandwich." That's right. Yeah. And then she he says of the. Um, the strawberries from Dean and DeLuca that They're they like cost five dollars a piece. Five dollars a strawberry. <laughs> so I think I'd like to have a drink with Nate because, like, the other characters are all pretty richly drawn. Yeah. I just want to be like, so Nate, have you ever thought about anything? <laughs> He'd be like, I like walking and water. You could point at food <laughs> in just, the bar and just ask and him how much that. does it cost. Yeah, it, you know what? He would be great to have yeah. on the Prices Right. With <laughs> so if the question is which character do you want to take on the Prices Right. 100% Nate because Miranda would have no idea how much anything costs. Yeah. That's Emily Blunt true. would be too hungry. She would never go. She would never go. She would not go. She You're would right. think it was gross. And... and Andy would be like, I'm writing a story about these people. <laughs> right. Nate, all the way. <laughs> Nate's just a solid hang, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think another thing that struck me, uh, I rewatched the movie recently. Um, just the sheer volume of storytelling that is montage based. Oh, so many yes. montages. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. So. Is that a part of the reason that you enjoy it? Mm. Just the style of montage? That seems like yeah. when you're watching something for comfort to just like something familiar that you like to watch before you, that's kind of a mm-hmm. montage. Yes. I think, I mean, that is a lot of it too. Like it's very, everything in the movie is really pretty. Um, oh, right. So it's like the office is really nice. All their clothes are nice. They get to go to Paris. They're in like the nice parts of New York. Like even when she like is really mad at Miranda because she like wants the Harry Potter books and she can't get them. And um, she tells her to go get her steak and she goes and gets it and like puts it on her desk. And then Miranda's like, I didn't want that. And she goes and like throws it in the sink. But it's like so it's like on this beautiful white good. plate yeah. and there's like parsley. Like yeah, the you, whole thing is just like it made a me hungry. The Don't you agree that you would take that steak out of the sink <laughs> and, and eat it? Absolutely. Even after the dish broke, she breaks the dish when she throws the stick in. But that kind of dish is going to break in nice big chunks. So you're not going to get any. It's probably safer. I would... would I would posit that it's safer to eat a steak. <laughs> Hold on, oh, go okay. with me. Go with but, me. Yeah, a well, steak off of a plate that's smashed in a sink. Easier than like sometimes when you if you ever get then salmon <laughs> if you ever get salmon it has those little buns in it yeah and you could choke on one of those whereas like big pieces <laughs> you're saying like if a big piece of ceramic yeah you're not plate, gonna eat that it you'll know when you bite down <laughs> whereas salmon bone you might not know and it could just yeah. get stuck in your throat yeah. I yes I this I feel like this is something you need to write like some sort of medical paper. <laughs> How that much? then can be like approved or like, <laughs> what do they say when like other doctors read it and peer reviewed? Peer reviewed, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'm. <laughs> I know what we're doing after this. I think I'm right about yeah. this. <laughs> How much do you think it would cost if you went to a restaurant and said, "I would like a steak, and I want you to shatter the plate nicely 
and then let me eat the steak from amongst like the shattered it's plate. Just the price of the steak plus the cost of the plate, and then like a reasonable markup. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say like you're going one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. One hundred. <laughs> what kind of plate is it? No, on? I'm saying what? I don't know. They could have really nice plates. Yeah. And I'm saying they're going to mark it up. It is the labor of smashing the plate <laughs> and I the guess, cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just like entertaining a crazy person. <laughs> I'm like sweating from thinking about this. Like I'm just. <laughs> Really it's, overwhelmed. You're having a breakthrough, and I, I think this is a normal reaction. Yeah, I think so, That's too. Good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad the podcast could help. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask you if you could do anything in life in montage form, because so many things in that movie get completed in montages. What would you do in your day-to-day life if you could just do it as a montage? Would you do writing in montage form? You just uh, go have an upbeat song for five minutes, and then your writing's done? Or would you do it with exercise, with travel? No, I like to write, and I like traveling. Although it would be good if you could, like, just your plane takes off and then lands. But yeah. that's what's known as crashing. Okay. So you do not actually that. Other than the Sully situation, that's actually really fucked up, and you should avoid that at all costs. But okay. So that would be fun. I think for me it would be like getting – I think I do like the getting ready in the morning. The, and oh, that's yeah. the first montage of the movie because mm-hmm. I hate showering. Yeah. What? I hate. Who hates showering? I just hate to shower. I hate to like. It's, it's warm. Take it's my clothes enjoyable. off. Get in the shower. Pick out the clothes. I feel like you're not doing it right. <laughs> no, I hate it. I hate getting ready in the. I, like I would be a slovenly. Mm. If I didn't have to go to work, I feel like like weeks might go <laughs> without showering. <laughs> so maybe yeah, getting ready in the morning. Or I guess if you had to have like a surgery, maybe you just want like a. Well, that you don't need because you're under. You don't even That's know what's true. happening. It is you a montage. Blink. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The doctors call it doing a montage. <laughs> <laughs> Put on Very a peppy soothing. song. You'll be um, How about you? I, I think I could do, yeah, like maybe exercising and then like in conjunction with getting ready, like the whole morning. Like, okay. Just like. I feel like it would seem more exciting. I hate waking up, so I feel like that would like help me get through it. Yeah, out of bed, right into but you a need montage. The, it's, you really need the song. Like you know, you need like that first song they have in the movie. Um, that I don't know who sings still. Oh, it's KT Tunstall. Oh, that's right. You yes, fucking right. It that is. also dates the movie. <laughs> that was like her big hit. Um, and yeah, I feel like that I could do that every day. Cool. Yeah, just have KT. Over, I don't. It's actually it's initials. It's, I'm not saying Katie weird. No, um, yeah, it is. It's K T. Yeah. So. so I just have her come over and yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. So you obviously related to the film uh, <laughs> from Andrea's perspective when you first saw it. Yes. You guys have watched it a million times now. When you're watching it now, whose perspective do you see it from? Do you <laughs> empathize with uh, Andrea, with Emily, with Miranda? I might be like more on like Nate's side now, where I'm just like, I don't know. This seems like Nate is the breakout crazy. character of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I get. I don't want to think about going back to like being an assistant, so I don't right. feel like I relate to that anymore. Because it was, I mean, it wasn't like the worst thing in the world, but it's like definitely not the most fun job. Yeah, I think I'd. Yeah, I'd be like, why is everyone taking this all so seriously? We should all just like eat grilled cheese. I think I'm on <laughs> Nate's side. Just quit. Just chill and eat some Yarlsberg. Like having a job like that is not the most important thing. I'm yeah. on Nate's side. Yeah. I don't know who I, whose perspective I see it from. I mean, I I like to watch Meryl Streep. In anything, I'm like I'm I'm obsessed with her. Um, so I think I really watch it for her parts. Yeah. If she wasn't mm-hmm. in it, I don't know that I would be sitting here talking about yeah. this today. 
Do you still um, would you still like the movie if they didn't do a good job of showing her perspective and really giving her uh, a human side? You know, she could have easily been a cartoon monster. That oh yeah, no, they do a great job. And they job do a great with job her. of making her human. Would you like it still if she just did a great performance? Is a is just a bad guy? No, I don't think so because I think that's part of what makes the movie not in any way like a like a nasty or sexist depiction of women. Yeah. Is at the end mm-hmm. when her husband leaves her. Spoiler again. Splashed all over the tabloids. <laughs> um, what do they call it? The dragon, the, the dragon, dragon lady. lady. Like another marriage, another, another husband, another father figure for the twins. Yeah, that's what oh. she really cares about. Is her, is but twins. my twins. You guys yeah. really do know this movie. Oh yeah. damn well. But yeah. I also just think there's little moments that she does, like literally in my life, like when I'm feeling really bitchy. Like part of me wants to do like her, where she goes. Why is no one? Ready? Oh my god! I say I say that all the time. It's it's there is something about that and that particularly female <laughs> anger. I think maybe of like why am I the only one who has my fucking shit together right now? Is there's something deeply identifiable about that? Even though she's a, like I don't want to be her. Like I don't. That lifestyle is not aspirational to me, but yeah. something about just sometimes, especially like as women who work or whatever, you do just need to be a fucking cunt and not apologize. Am I allowed to say cunt? Is oh, that yeah. fine? Cunt, cunt, cunt. Um, <laughs> that, you know, it's just there's something like deeply satisfying about watching her do it in some ways, but then also satisfying when you see her get a little bit of comeuppance, not from the men in the movie, but from Andy at the end, when Andy walks away from her. There's a little bit of like, aha, these two are equals. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. There's the the part of the movie where Andrea has to bring the book to Miranda. Oh, to oh the yeah. House. And if, leave it on the table with the flowers. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But there's so many tables with flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rich people have a lot of tables. <laughs> they do. A lot of flowers. They do. Um, if you could have somebody bring something to you every night, if you had an oh. assistant that just brought you something, what would you want brought to you every night? Dinner. Okay. But I feel like I have that assistant, and his name is Postmates. Um, <laughs> but like, if it had to be a human, the same human, because I think that's what's that's what's interesting about that part of that movie. That real, and they play with that in the movie. That crossing the line from service to intimacy. Right. Of you come into my home, and you might mm-hmm. accidentally hear something you're not supposed to. That makes me too human for you. So that's what I'm interested in. If a specific human whose name you knew was the one who was delivering you the thing, what would you want delivered? Oh, nothing for me. Okay. (laughs) No, like I get deeply uncomfortable if I run into someone like at the grocery store when I wasn't planning to run into them. Like I don't want anyone – like Lizzie – if Lizzie came over like a night – probably not every night. I mean, you know what I mean. Like a family member. Right. But I – this is what I – like that lifestyle to me, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle having someone know everything about me and write like, I don't know, I just – I can't get past the like – thing I want it would just <laughs> just like it would definitely just be dinner or like a nice bottle of wine that would be amazing okay yeah. I want that delivered to me every night yeah so I can I, and I can have that guys and so can you <laughs> there's a lot of food delivery places they have apps now you don't even yeah. have to call yeah but see that's why those apps are so good is you don't have to interact with anyone yeah so in a sequel to Double Wear's product, could most of the things happen through apps? Could it just be a solo so. movie with Miranda Priestly? It would just be like, honestly, it would be more like the fact that she runs out and gets her lunch. Again, like it dates the movie at a very specific time because yes. she has to go out and get her lunch from, I believe, Smith & Wollstonecraft. Is that where it's from? Wow. I don't know. That's a deep cut that you know on um, me. Might that might be where it's from. But yeah, yeah I, that but that that was really real at that time. I was an assistant and that was like what I did. I did coffee every day and I did do lunch every day and like dry cleaning and 
it's I feel like yeah people must like use their assistance less now because you can just have all of that brought to you yeah well yeah. maybe the assistant for a just price hits. <laughs> yeah so it's been a while since I was an assistant my assistant experience was not at all like that experience yeah. what did you do as an assistant then I was once, I was, well, I was a temp. So I assisted many people in the fine cities of San Francisco and Los Angeles. And I was very bad at it. It was just like a lot of drudging, like to offices and then just like sitting at a desk all day. And then my only one of note was I was an assistant to um, Wayne Rogers from MASH, but not in his capacity as an actor. He was an investor. And he managed money for other people. Okay. And so I was an assistant there. And was it encouraged or verboten to talk about MASH? I did not really talk to him. He was an, <laughs> he was an intimidating figure around okay. the office. He wore very tight trousers, and he liked to yell. <laughs> so I guess it had some similarities. But it's not, it's not actually – I think maybe that's part of the movie, too. It's not actually fun to work for somebody like that. Like, no. It's not fun at all, Like unless you have like sort of a – very submissive personality where you like being yelled at and all of that stuff. Like people like that, I think in real life, you don't ever like earn their, like they don't eventually wink at you and go like, you're my Emily now. Yeah. Usually it's just like they drag you down and drag you down and then you quit. I think that's like <laughs> what life is like. It's not Devil Wears Prada. Right. So it is a total fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes, I think that was probably part of why I was like, this is great. Like this is, I'm going to make it. Yeah. I, like I'm going to get promoted to producer i don't know what yeah. i thought i was going to like get <laughs> yeah. promoted to from assistant actually yeah. i mean i guess in hollywood you do go that up from the mailroom or the yeah. assistant yeah. position but you didn't want to be like a producer of films so that was not going to be no i just didn't want to be like a second assistant anymore yeah. yeah but the movie does sort of project that like uh being an assistant is like this fire to test your soul and you will come out metal and strong and absolutely then you'll be, yes uh, and it'll get you like to where you want to go which is like i don't like sometimes like you'll they'll just keep you on as an assistant forever if you're good at it. So yeah. it's like a little tricky. Yeah. So you guys have obviously watched the movie uh sounds like at least 100 times. Probably. Probably. Been, been a decade, so yeah. like 100 times. Mm-hmm. What do you think would be the effect if somebody who had never really seen the movie before watched it for 24 hours straight just on repeat? What would happen to you if you watched Devil Wears Prada for 24 hours straight? I feel like it would teach you how to structure a movie really mm-hmm. well. You would okay. like lo- you would true. just figure out you'd know all the plot points front and back. And then I feel like it would help anyone who would want to write a movie just figure out where everything should fall because it I think it's really well done. It's so briskly paced. Yes. Yeah. I will say it's briskly paced. It would not be torture. So the 24 hours think. would go by reasonably fast. Yes. You might get bogged down in those friend scenes on like the 23rd viewing <laughs> but they're quick yeah so you have that yeah but you would come to hate the friends oh a god lot, you right? hate the friends after you see it twice so yeah i think what it would there's be no would hope. be like then for like maybe a year i wouldn't want to watch it again but then okay. after a year although i do watch it um twice a year at the dentist so because my dentist, Dr. Yap, shout out to Janice Yap in Beverly Hills, the best do- the best dentist in town. If anyone needs a dentist, honestly, seriously, she's the best. Yeah, she puts, you know, you get to wear the headphones and watch a movie while you get your teeth cleaned. So I watch it twice a year at Dr. Yap's office, but only about 45 minutes of it. Okay. Now you go twice a year. <clears throat> do you watch the first 45 minutes both times or do you try to fit in yep. the second half of the movie nope. on the second dental I would cleaning? assume I've watched it in the interim. <laughs> Okay. So. So, but that's just okay with you that you only watch the first 45 minutes? Do you go home and watch the rest of the movie? No, I mean, I know it well enough. I could just think about it in my mind 
on the it's way the home. It's the kind of movie you can just drop in at any point. Yep. And okay. then you watch it till the end if you have time. But if you have to go somewhere, then you just you walk out of the room and then you leave. But you're still happy that you had the time that you, you got. had a moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 This is like a eulogy for Devon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah. for the time you gave us. Yeah. We could have had more, but, you know, I appreciate what you have. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sarah Meyer, co-producer of Obsessed. <laughs> And we've reached the part of the show where I bring you some voices of people on the street about the week's topic. And this week I'm in Venice Beach, uh, where I used to live. And I parked the car, and an older gentleman walked over to my car, pulled his pants down, and started cleaning my tires. So I, sh- I shouldn't laugh, but um, I just felt that in the spirit of journalistic accuracy, I should tell you what kind of morning I am having. Okay, here are some people talking about Devil Wears Prada. Have you seen the Devil Wears Prada? I don't believe so. No. Actually, I have dated a girl back in the day. She, yeah, made me see it. <laughs> she made you? Well, uh, yeah, I went willingly. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Have you seen the Devil Wears Prada? No, that sounds like a female movie. Is it a Tarantino movie? If it's not a Tarantino movie, I don't fuck with it. What do you think of the fashion world? I think a lot of people got their head up their butt, but at the same time, it's art. I think it's a great art. I saw a movie recently on Coco Chanel and it sort of introduced me to the legions of ordinary working class masters of the craft. I think on the surface, it's pretentious and vain and often excessive and unnecessary. And yet we seem to all like clothes and have some sense of style. If you had a personal assistant, what would you have them do? I would just have them like go buy my groceries and just do my calendar, but I wouldn't make them do too much stuff because I don't want to be mean and I know what it's like, so I don't want to make them do a bunch of stuff, you know? Have you ever had a personal assistant? I don't even know if I could, honestly. Like, I'm like the type of person, like, if I need things done, that shit has to be done my way. Or else, like, I'm hot. I'm going to be hot. Like, <laughs> what if it was more just like personal stuff like, oh, I need food, oh, I need, like, go get me this. You should be able to go get your own food. Because I'm the type of person, like, if you bring me back a burger with pickles, we fighting. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Why? Because I'm allergic to pickles. Okay. You'd fight? My Let's pretend I'm your personal assistant. You asked oh, me to go get no, you a burger. You're, okay. you're just, Here's you're your burger, s- sir. You're my assistant. You should have known I don't like pickles. I didn't know. Well, that's unfortunate. You're fired. <laughs> But I have five kids. I, I need this job. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Uh, Craigslist has ads for other job listings if you're interested. Just don't forget the pickles next time. Who the fuck's allergic to pickles? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these are kind of weird questions. I ask people, uh, every guest on the podcast, okay. to see how, uh, how obsessed people are across all the different podcasts. Do okay. you think about The Devil Wears Prada every day? No, but I would say probably once a month it okay. would come to mind. Yeah, I'd say maybe once a week. Okay. Probably just some random joke. Yeah. It. Is it more jokes or is it situation or if you see like uh, high fashion, do you like when you go to the grocery store and you see Vogue, does it make you think of the Devil Wears Prada? No. I see it's like certain things. Like if it's a <clears throat> blue sweater, I'll think of the part where she says it's cerulean. It's cerulean. You think um, you yeah. picked it from all this stuff. Any, anytime I see corn chowder. Corn chowder. That's what Andy... onion, onion bagels. Yes. Which I see once a week at work. So <laughs> when they have bagel day on Monday, there's onion bagels, and you always think about 
Stanley Tucci goes, did someone eat an onion bagel? <laughs> and it was Anne Hathaway on her way that day. And so she breathes into her hand like that. Yes. It's great. Um, yeah. So I feel like there's certain like t- touchstones yeah. like that if they, if I'm ever near any of those items or like in conversation. And I do say, why is no one ready? A lot. Okay. Yeah. And Emily... Also, yeah. by all means, move at a glacial pace. You know how that thrills me. Yeah. <laughs> I think of that line a lot because, like, it just when you have kids, like, I want to say it to my son getting out the door to school every day because I'll yeah. just be like, can you put your backpack on? And he'll literally then go, like, lie on his side on the couch. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, we got to get out the door. So I think of that line a lot. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a dream about Devil Wears Prada? I don't think so. No, I haven't. Do, are you lucid dreamers in general? Very. Sometimes. Sometimes, but not always. Oh, what if I had one tonight? That would well, be now I feel like we're both going to have one. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think you haven't dreamt about it? It hasn't penetrated that deep level? Is it because it's a comfort thing and it's not something that your mind needs to work through because it's just Devil's Wears Prada? It's your movie friend. Oh, most of my dreams are terrifying nightmares. Okay. Like I'm a terrible sleeper, and then when I sleep... I dream horrors, and so like I, this is that. What would be a nightmare about Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> it's a dream from end to end. Yeah. I, I yeah. no would not get in into my nightmares. I don't know if I've ever had a dream about a movie. Yeah. No? no, I mean not that I can remember. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just not like a movie dreamer. Yeah. yeah. There we go. One more thing. It's not quite right with me. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, I I have dreams about characters. But oh, not really? necessarily specific movies. Hmm. Like which characters? Oh, I've encountered Batman and Jedi Knights and really? whatnot. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think that's because I am I really like geeky stuff, so I, I think about it a lot and right. I think about what the characters mean. Right. So then I think the characters can attach to deeper things. Right. Because I'm always going to let Batman down. It's never just like, oh, I'm going somewhere and then like, Batman happens Batman's to be there too. Batman's not just... Yeah, I feel like if I had a dream and a character was in it, because like, most of my dreams don't make any sense, it would just be like the character is like... At my office, and then that would be like the extent of it. Like, I don't yeah. have very exciting dreams. Mine are always like anxieties. So, I did one one time I had a dream about Jennifer Aniston. Oh, wow. And so, I dreamed that I, but not really about her. I dreamed I was at her house, but her first floor, everyone was on the second floor except for me, and they were having a party. And I was at Jennifer Aniston's house, but there was no stair, there was a flat wall. And the implication was that everyone else had somehow been able to climb up that flat wall to get to Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) But I didn't know how. That's like, those would be my, it's fun in here, you guys. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's the only time I can think of like a character or a famous person that's been in my dream. I know, but also like, why was I so anxious about being at her house that I couldn't get up that wall? Yeah, maybe Miranda Priestly was up there too. I know. Probably. You would have thought. These are just making me feel worse. Oh, let me try another question and see if it makes you feel better. Would you get a Devil Wears Prada tattoo? No. No. Are you not tattoo people in general? I don't have any tattoos. Okay. I have a tattoo, but it's <clears throat> it's a symbol for that means something to me and my fiance. But okay. I don't. Also, I will just say it was incredibly painful, and this I got <laughs> yes. it like less than a year ago, and so I just feel like I don't ever want to get any more tattoos because I was like, ow. Okay. I feel like if I was younger, I would have been more excited about them and like been like, I can handle it. But now I'm just like, I don't like, I don't enjoy pain and I don't want to feel it again. Yeah. See, we said, we all said we would get Bob's Burgers tattoo season five if we lasted five seasons. And I still kind of want to get mine. Yeah. 
But this isn't encouraging me because I've never had one before and I also don't like pain. It's uncomfortable. Like, you could do one. I just feel like I don't, I'm not going to get like six more tattoos. Yeah, some people yeah. love it. They're yeah. like addicted to it. Yeah. Did other people get the Bob's Burgers tattoo? Yes. John Schrader and Nora Smith both got the tattoos. They're a married couple. And they're also okay. married. Um, so that was nice. They got Bob and Linda. I, I haven't figured out what to get and I don't know where to get it on my body. Okay. So you got so a lot in the it's tattoo. A big, line. Yeah. It's, I'll figure you know. it out eventually. Okay. Okay. Would you have a Devil Wears Prada themed birthday party? Yes. Absolutely. I'm yes. d- now <laughs> I want to do that. Idea. Like I can't believe I haven't done that before. I know. So how would you structure uh, yes. it? Would you dress up as characters? Would you uh, have all of the food served on broken plates? <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's a great you, idea. You get some like cheap plates. Yeah. Um I think for me it would be more like um pun based or something like I don't think I'd dress up as a character necessarily but yeah just think of elements of the movie to incorporate into the party I would Jarlsberg sandwiches yeah, yeah. chocolate covered strawberries Dean and DeLuca onion bagels um, chowder <laughs> I think I would just wear like I try to recreate the dress that um, I'm not gonna remember the character's last name it's James He's like the new designer that Miranda's- James Holt. James Holt, thank you. Miranda's, you know, sort of shepherding, and he creates this special dress just for her, and then she purses her lips and she says it's a disaster. Dress. But I would wear that because I feel like- Yeah, you could make that from like an old prom dress. Yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't understand the dress, you wouldn't be able to come into the party. Okay. That would, would be the, the test. Another thing that would be fun to do would be, because I'm a big games person, would be to have- games related to Devil Wears Prada like you have to get through some sort of obstacle course that replicates when she has to get the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. <laughs> or like you gotta book a flight to Miami book a flight yeah. fit, into, a fit into this suit like just put a suit on really fast like dumb stuff like that yeah. I love games so maybe right. I would do something like that you can bring the book somewhere there can be an obstacle course with the book sure. being placed on the flower table yes. yeah 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 that sounds fun would you want everybody to dress in high fashion no. or fashion doesn't seem like the biggest part of the movie to you I have no. zero interest in fashion <laughs> like l- zero none I love fashion but I don't really care about it in the movie there's like certain pieces in it I really like like I really like when she wears the Chanel necklace the like the pearls because I just love old Chanel jewelry okay. and like a couple of her outfits but not all of them are that great and yeah I it's sort of like a nice accessory to the movie but like it doesn't I, w- I could deal without it yeah, yeah, yeah. The food is far more interesting. You're right. Yes. Everything about the food is a more interesting story than the fashion. But also, just I like the the only thing I like about the fashion is like the makeover montage. Yeah. Just oh, because yeah. I love a good makeover montage. That's fun. That's great. But other than that, like I don't care about the particulars of fashion. I would never want to go to a fashion party. Yeah. I don't like to wear. I wear a dress like once a year. Like it would not be the world for me at all. Okay. Cool. When uh, people walk into your homes, are they able to tell you're obsessed with Devil Wears Prada? Is there any evidence? Not for me. I don't think so. I feel like I have one sort of, I feel like I have a book or some like some fan thing of it, but I can't figure out what that is because I, I feel like one of my friends buys me things every year that's like related to some sort of thing that we both love. And I think we have something, but I can't okay. put my finger on it. Is it but the... no, you'd have to search. Oh, yeah. You'd have to dig through yes. the home. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the first thing you would see when you walk in. That'd be part of the obstacle course. Yes. Like, can you find the Devil Wears Prada? Did you ever read the book? No. No. Have you it's, ever it's had not... any interest? No. It's not the type of book that I would 
the I no offense to the writer of yeah. the book. It's just not in fact my husband like sometimes will try to buy me a book that resembles like Devil Wears Prada the movie and I'm always like, Yay, but in my heart I'm like, No, this is not I would never read this book. <laughs> like he'll buy me like something written by like um who's the Sex in the City? Oh Candace Bush. Candace Bush. Yeah. yeah. And I would know I also watched Sex in the City, but for some reason like I like those things and T V and movies, but I wouldn't I would not read the book. I like murder mysteries or like yeah. literature. I like, will say the, I watched of the higher end fancy type of literature. Yeah. So it's just not my bag. I yeah. watched the September issue, which was like the mm-hmm. documentary about the real woman, you know, mm-hmm. from Vogue. And it was very interesting, but it's not fun. It's only fun. No. <laughs> it's yeah. only fun to like experience those really powerful kind of scary people in movies. I yeah. think. In the real world it is like what Wendy was saying, like it's it's a little scary and real, and there is probably something deeper within them. But like, you don't want to, you don't want to get into that. You I feel like you that. want like the glossy, two-hour version of okay that world. So, since you guys are not super into fashion and feel like there's probably some horrors in the real fashion world, how do you feel about the part of the movie that is really about? Andrea learning to treat the fashion world with more respect because there are real humans with real perspective and that you know there's that great scene with Stanley Tucci where yeah. he really brings the humanity of the fashion industry and then the cerulean sweater speech is all about it does affect you so the movie feels like it's trying to make fun of fashion but then also really teach us through Andrea that fashion's not that bad humans do it yeah, too I like it I feel like they did a good job with that I don't think I think a lot of those types of movies that deal with some sort of fluffier issues or things like that they don't give it any credit and I like that the movie does give that whole industry credit and it really does give you know Miranda that's not a real person but they they, Anna Wintour yes Anna Wintour but they do give it you know sort of its rightful respect I think uh, I I think I like that about the movie is that they don't they don't really trash any of the characters at all it's like overall sort of a positive look at that world I don't know I think it helps it helps the movie overall. It's a little bit, there's a little more thought to it than just like makeover and fashion. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they're all, everyone's human. Um, yes. If the cast was doing a live stage performance of Devil Wears Prada, but there That's was a- Great a, idea. A, it, right? You'd want, would you want to see that? Sure. Yes. Okay. But there was a large bear blocking the theater door. Would you try to navigate around the bear? No. No. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I have a very strong fear of being eaten by an animal, so that's a no for okay. me. So I was hard no. Yeah, and I was invited to a wedding once where the groom was going to have – this is a very long story, so I'm <laughs> just going to say the highlights. The groom was a bear trainer, and he was going to have the bear. He was going to marry the bear. As the best man. <laughs> it didn't work out because, <laughs> hey, big surprise, you can't get a permit to have a bear at a hotel. <laughs> The wedding was, he tried to bring a bear to a hotel. To a hotel, yep. And I specifically, my husband and I did not want to go to the wedding, and we did not go um, for for many. We just we couldn't travel at the time. That's what I'm going to tell you anyway. But I also had a deep fear that that bear was going to kill me That's at a smart. wedding. Okay, That's smart. It's just fucking smart not to be in the presence of a bear <laughs> in an unrestricted type Agreed. situation. Yeah. And everyone's dressed up nice and looking all delicious. Also, the food is going good. Yeah. Unless that reception is a hundred fucking miles away and there's no fish. See, again, this is yeah, better to hungry. eat a steak off a broken plate <laughs> than to eat a salmon near Another, a bear. Another, yeah, I think you need to amend your paper. 
Yep. And then we'll review again. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to add that section. Yes. Uh, those are great, clear answers with bare history included. Uh, the final How Obsessed Are You question. If you could not watch Devil Wears Prada without Meryl Streep herself first saying something mean to you, would you still watch the Devil Wears Prada? Absolutely. Oh, I would love her to yeah. say something mean to me. That would be like a... Uh. That'd be a bonus. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, yeah. It just would be great. Would you want it to be generically mean, or would you want her to offer some advice? Because every once in a while in the movie, she offers Andrea some like actual advice as well as just being mean. Would you want something pointed and real, or just a generic mean, like, well, oh, you're going to watch that movie again? Is this Meryl Streep herself, or is this Meryl Streep like doing the character? Meryl Streep doing the character. Okay, so this is not. Oh, so this is like a roast, like a tiny one-line roast. Yeah, I'd say real. You. I mean, it's. I just feel like, why not? Yeah, she sees things that I don't see about myself, and it's yeah. probably related to my. Yeah, hair. If she had something to tell me. Yeah, yeah, about myself. I'd listen. I'm like oh, 41. I already know everything. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Nothing she can say to me that I haven't nice. said to myself at Jennifer Aniston's house trying to get up that fucking wall. Uh, I asked people to make a noise to sum up their obsessions. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Devil Wears Prada? Oh, a noise or like a word? You're saying a noise. Uh, you, you, can, just, you can do a word. Noise. I normally go for noise, but I, I consider words noises. A noise. How do you, huh. what, what does it sound like emotionally when you see Devil Wears Prada? Um, I think for me, it's just like a big, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, it's like, ah. Ah, it's like getting into a hot tub. Okay. But it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never made that noise in your whole I life. I have. It's just like, mm, this is right. Like, okay. yep. I like both of those noises. If you're willing to play. <laughs> Would you say your mm-hmm and then you say your ah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was yeah. wonderful. Uh, I rate people's obsessions across all the podcasts. Uh, it's a scale of one to seven. I'll say uh, out of seven Jarlsberg, uh cheeses. I, I want to say you're both at, at about a five for mm. my podcast. Yeah. Review. Yeah. That like seems that's right. right. Yeah, because you're super, super into it, but it's not intruding on other parts of your life. It is just right. exactly what it is. It is a movie. Mm-hmm. And you're not like a lot of people who like geek things are like, well, then I need to wear it or I need to buy action figures of it or I need to experience it in all these different ways. And you're just like, nah, I like that movie, so I watch it a lot. Okay, but let me tell you something. If they made fucking action figures <laughs> of Devil Wears Prada, do you not think I would be on Etsy buying those okay. right yes. away? I but that's like... because they would be charmingly weird that they made those. Right. So yeah. you would like any merchandise that's sort of like, this shouldn't exist. Ex- yes, that yeah. would be great. Yeah, because if they were made like a fancy scarf, you wouldn't be like, I need this high fashion scarf that was featured in the film. No, no, but if they made Andy in like all her different stages, that would be fun. Or yeah. like, I feel like I love like some of the quotes, like crocheted on something. Mm. You know, like <laughs> oh, I love that when people do those on Etsy. Yeah, like I, I like those too. I feel like yeah. that's like the right fit to just have. And if people come into your house and they don't get it, it's like that's okay. I guess yeah. you're not cool, <laughs> but you might not be coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. might not be coming to the theme party. Yeah, you're not going upstairs. But then, to see when Jennifer you don't, Aniston. when they, you don't ask them to come back, they go out and then you go down like Emily, and you go, Andy, like yes. that, and you motion them back into your house. You say it's going to be a big issue to get all the clothes. Yeah, that's what she says at the end. She gives her a clothes from Paris. Yeah, it's going to be a big issue for Emily to go pick them up, but she'll do it. 
Yeah, and she'll have to let them all out. To, no, no, take, take them, them all in. in. Oh my god! Because the implication is that Anne Hathaway's character is fat. Yeah, yeah, which so. is not true. <laughs> no, but they don't yes. play it too real, so no. it's okay. They yeah, don't. cool. Uh, is there uh, anything that you guys want to plug besides Bob's Burgers? No, I don't think so. Just Bob's Burgers. Watch Bob's Watch Burgers. Watch Bob's yeah. Burgers. Delightful. Yeah. Um, oh, and there is going to be a Bob's Burgers live show at the Orpheum. Oh, awesome. I think the first night is sold out, but I think there might still be tickets for, yes, ju- for June, June 18th. 18th. Okay. Which Sunday. is Father's Day. So if you are a father who likes Bob's Burgers or a mother who also does fatherly duties or someone who knows a father. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> You've yeah. seen The Godfather. And also the Bob's Burgers music album is out now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and cool. it's really awesome. And if you have a record player, the... The vinyl edition's really awesome. The box has lots of cool stuff in it and art and lyrics and everything. Stickers. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And you guys are both hilarious on Twitter. Can you tell people your Twitter handles? Um, Sure. I'm just at Wendy Molyneux. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I was, t- took a minute because I was like, what is my Twitter handle? <laughs> You're just <laughs> at Lizzie Molyneux. I'm just at Lizzie Molyneux. Yeah. I can't remember if there was a, any other characters in it, but there isn't. Okay. Yeah. The, the Wendy Molyneux in the UK who is a stop smoking expert Got in a little after me. So I got at Wendy Molyneux. So you oh. got, and what did she have? Stop smoking? I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. But I felt a little guilty when I found out there was another Wendy Molyneux. <laughs> and she has a much better mission in life than me. She wants to help people. Well, you smoke. don't want people to smoke. So I feel like you guys are both doing <laughs> yeah, great. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You bring the gift of laughter and also not smoking. <laughs> Uh, here's some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll have uh, final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where I talk with my wife, Sarah, about stuff that she is obsessed with. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Okay, so just a couple more final questions. They're just uh, weird questions that don't have anything to do with your obsession. They're just for fun. Okay. If you could only drink one fluid for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, I guess out of necessity I should say water, but it would if I could also get water another way, it would be wine. Okay. Lemon-flavored sparkling water, I guess. Okay. So uh, if wine hydrated you. Yes. You'd for sure go for I that. Need, I love having my glass of wine at night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, in lemon sparkly water, do you say? Or, mm-hmm. Okay, a specific kind. At work, we have Dasani. It's so classy, you guys. <laughs> it comes in a tall can that looks like a which call it a Red Bull. I yeah, don't know why. it's a slim. Okay. It's a very slim sexy can. can or if I may. or the glass Perrier bottle. I guess I would have okay. that. It's such a waste of money and whatever. Yeah, but I can't help it. Okay, so a glass of wine and a sexy can of lemon. <laughs> so <laughs> lemon sensual. <laughs> very sensual. A very sensual lemon sparkly. If you could fly, but in order to fly, you had to hold an object in your hand. What object would you want to hold as you fly? Oh, I would. I would hold like a. Really horrible, like Harry Potter broom, just to be a <laughs> fucking cheese ball. Like I'm blink with it. It'd be horrible. Oh gosh, this is tough. You took the good one. You could have it too. Yeah, you guys can share. We could both wear robes. I would pretend we. I would huge. just hold a bicycle, so then people would think I was like riding a bike in the sky. Okay, would be confusing. Oh, Lizzie, that is a real cool picture you're painting. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Would you ride the bike or just hold it out to the side? I mean, probably ride it. Oh, if you rode it, it would be like the um, the witch in Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I yeah. think it Perfect. would. Perfect. Oh no, that was Dora. It would make people smile. Yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. 
You guys would both make people smile because you look like you were actually truly flying on brooms and bikes. That's great. The final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Oh, what is happiness? What is happiness? I know, Jesus it's really fucking easy. Christ, Joseph. <laughs> My God. Ooh. I don't. God, this is tough. Nachos? <laughs> Do you want me to bring you down for a minute and just be super real? Sure. I literally think once you have crossed a certain Rubicon in life, it could be age or it could be an experience. I literally think any day when someone you know is not in the hospital, yeah, you should just be fucking happy. Seriously. Yeah. You should be true. like, oh, no one I know is in the hospital today. I don't have to go to the hospital and visit them. Also, myself, I am not in... That's it. Yeah. That should be the bar for everyone. And if you do happen to have to go to the hospital today or somebody you know is, I feel horrible for you and I am sorry. Yeah. That's a downer of an answer, but I think it's true. No, it's, it's I actually true. think it's really positive. Yeah. yeah because you should be happy downer. for what you have. Just like that is a good day. It's some. Yeah. I hope if you're listening that you never have to realize that, but that's a good day if you don't right. have to go to the hospital. I think that is a beautiful picture between the two of you that the happiest day that you can have is not being in the hospital yeah. and then you get fucking nachos at the end oh, of it too. Oh, God. Yeah, a there's just day. nothing like nachos, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't sets, get to have them that often, so. You do not. Nope. Get them while you can. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.